Well, howdy, Mark. Well, howdy, howdy there, Johnny. You haven't said howdy to me in it seems like a month of Sundays. It's I I've been uh, I've been holding back. You know, I just I get this. I don't know. I get this like feeling, this urge, especially when I've I've been I've been doing like good red blooded American things, right? Like watching football. Okay. That really just brings it out. Or like trekking across the country in a train. You know, manifest destiny. We want to go from sea to shining sea. Like these good American things, it just it brings it out in me, right? So mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. had to start us off with a howdy today. Yeah. Well, well, howdy, buddy. How are you? What's <laughs> so you're doing all these like you get you're getting these urges and these feelings, but you're not in America anymore, buddy. You're in Germany, like. It's so I true. guess you can take a train from Poland to Shining Poland. I don't know. <laughs> Poland like... to Shining Poland. I, oh, I don't know if there's a single like square inch of Poland that is shining at this point, but maybe I'm just being way too mean to our Eastern European states. Uh... <laughs> You're just going native in a different way. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of going native, we should talk about this week on the Dangle Podcast, we're discussing a native. Uh, that's right, Johnny, the Dangle Podcast, the weekly King of the Hill podcast, where I, Mark, and you, my buddy Johnny, well, we take two episodes and discuss them and talk about them and see if they still hold up and then slap it with our patented rating system. And yeah, sure, I know it sounds like that was almost a fumble of an intro, but quite frankly, I just watched the Green Bay Packers get beat by the Denver Broncos yesterday, and I'm still kind of <laughs> depressed about it. Ask Josh. I actually got hammered on two Wizards because I was kind of kind of depressed about it. <laughs> you mean the now two and five Broncos? They beat yeah, the, I'm talking, the, the Green Bay uh, Packers? Yeah, I'm talking 70 to 20 Denver Broncos. Yeah, 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 Ooh. yeah. I, so, you know, like when you were in school and they used to, you know, do the abstinence only thing and say, if you have sex with a person, you're having sex with every person that person has had sex with. Well, mm-hmm. if you lose to the Denver Broncos, then you are losing to every team that the Denver Broncos has also beaten. And I'm just, I should have seen it coming yeah. last week when we lost to the Raiders. Anyway, that's a lot of football talk. That's not the football we need to be talking. Johnny, let's talk about the most exciting football, middle school football. Middle school football. Guys, we're going to start this week with episode 231, The Courtship of Joseph's Father. Original air date, April 13th, 2008. This is written by our good friends, Tony Gamalobo and Rebecca May. I am very proud of myself. I literally wrote them in my notes as Gamma Lobo and May, and I definitely know their first names now. So, guys, you've made it into Good my man. lexicon. Cheers to you. <laughs> Mark, where do we now, see them before last? You, I was going to say, before you t- go talking all this good shit, call them our friends. Uh, they wrote The Passion of the Dotrieve, which you and I did not care for. They wrote okay. The Texas Panhandler, which you and I super didn't care for. Mm. And they also wrote The Mutual of Oma Bois, which we tootained. But we've never rated Lobo and May above a uh, butane. We don't like them. Interesting. I mean, well, so yeah. we don't like them, but we don't hate them is what it sounds like. They're they're average. We like, they are milk toast. So Christy Stratton is my, like, guiding light because she is so hot and cold for us. We like okay. Christy Stratton better than we like Lobo and May. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see if they can change our minds this week. I, I highly doubt it because we know how much Mark loves football episodes, but uh, our cast of characters this week are Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer, 
Joseph and Nancy Gribble, fucking Carl Moss, Tucker Mardell, Ashley Ray, Mike Gilstead, Sam, Khan Supanusimpone, Katie Taylor, Charlie St. Clair, and the non-speaking roles of Doug Diamond, Coach Kleehammer, Leventhal, and Judy. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I did not pay as close enough attention to this episode as I probably should have because I know a bunch of these are just like rich people that had maybe one or two lines or just, I don't know, were referenced and then waved at in this episode, but I can't recognize half these characters. No, um, they're not like supporting to the, you know, action or anything just because they got a name doesn't right. mean, mean we need to care about it, you know? Okay. Um, I you will say it's, how... it's, to steal a line from Bob Jenkins, I will learn your name when I have read it. I will learn their names when they have lines that further the plot. That is fair. Well, and so Tucker, Tucker Mardell here, um, he actually does get some lines and all that stuff. And he is kind of our only, I wouldn't even know if he's like, he's like a super guest star. And I swear to God, he is an everyman that uh, we have seen once, twice, maybe three times over in this show already. Um, Because when I tell you who he is, you're going to be like, oh, I recognize that dude. He looks like the dude from Office Space, but he's not the dude from Office Space. So Tucker Mardell is Kyle Chandler. Do you know Kyle Chandler, Mark? I don't know him, but I know him. Yeah, you're right. It is that. Oh, I know this dude. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if I actually, I that... do know him. He was in Kong vs. Godzilla's Mark Russell. I just pulled his IMDb. Yep. I literally have it I in here. I recognize his dumb face. Yeah. Yeah, he is He is uh, Dr. I think, would you say Dr. Russell? He's Dr. Russell yeah, Mark in Russell. Every, every one of the new Godzilla slash Kong reboots, like the MonsterVerse stuff they've been doing. He's in all of them. He's in. Mm-hmm. He's that character in like six fucking movies. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he. Uh, he's the one that can talk to the kaiju. It's weird. Y- yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh come on! You you know that that sweet eleven is gonna do it, or that that one I don't paranormal lady. They've all. They all can talk to the kaiju. That's the the whole point of this reboot, right? No, he made like a thing that like. I don't know. I, I'll be straight with you. I really hate the new monster verse. I want it to die, and I'm so goddamn hyped for uh, Godzilla Zero in December. Like, oh so, yes. Uh, I don't care. And then I just watched a trailer for like the new Godzilla versus Megalon, and I'm just like, oh my god. But then too, I want to hit you up for your Apple ID because they got that uh, Monarch series on Apple, and I'm just like, Fuck, oh. I need this. Yeah, yeah. Like it was the way that I hit you up when a uh, prehistoric planet two came out and I was like, I need to get high and watch dinosaurs. John, give your login. And you're like, gladly hey, for the record. You're the asshole that had to upgrade your console. Cause your old PlayStation's probably still has it on there, but I will be, I will do you a solid and send it to you after we record buddy. I still got, Oh, I didn't realize it still worked. Uh, yeah. No, I still use the, sh- the four to be a Hulu box. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, guys, Sweet. we're going anyway, to keep on chucking here. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Um, synopsis for this episode, the Gribbles are left with a difficult choice when Joseph is offered a football scholarship to a fancy private school. Um, I didn't have any real fun, cute way of, of synopsing everything this week. It's a story is Dale and Joseph. It's Dale and Joseph all week. Um, uh, this is a Dale episode. This is the dailiest Dale episode I think we may ever get. Um, hot damn, pour one out for Johnny Hardwick because... He is acting his heart out this week. You get the spectrum of emotions <laughs> do out we, of this guy. Do we really? 
Yeah, I mean, you, let's see. You get anger, you get frustration, you get sadness. You get him watching his his sweet little boy on on home movies and just crying to himself. Oh, tugs at the heartstrings. You also get him in his most idiotic. Like, oh, Mark, get me some notes. Johnny. Choking on my own rage here. Choking on your own rage. Uh, is this a thing? Just the first thing out of the gate. Do schools compete for middle school quarterbacks? I don't know. I don't think I want an answer because this episode is gross, and if this is a thing that happens, then that's super fucking gross. They're children, guys. Like, what are you doing? Um, Meatloaf out of Peggy. She can make three things now. Frito pie with Wolf Brand chilies, Peggy and meatballs, and meatloaf. Yes. Also, I know what I'm making for dinner tonight. Um, meatloaf. Winning se- winning seasons are once in a lifetime. Yeah, talk to you about the fucking Packers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they had their time. Um, it just wasn't your lifetime. No, it was. It was in 2011 when I had a broken tailbone and we watched them beat the Steelers in that old nasty oh, fucking right. dankness on Thomas. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's and right. then my toilet was broken, so the ten of us made a collective trip to Walmart to go poo. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that, that you have actually seen the Packers win one in your lifetime. See, I've seen the Broncos win like three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Including this week. They, they won this week, right, Mark? Did we already talk about that? I- I think they did. Well, when this comes out, this this will long be forgotten. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey guys. It's... Hey, hi there. November. Do you, do you remember? I, I remember <laughs> there, November. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. I, it's literally in my notes that how did Green Bay in, in the Bronco game go this week, Mark? Just because I wanted to rub it in, but you took the piss out of me by already spoiling it earlier. So. Hey, <laughs> how's you your go. fucking Bundesliga, Johnny? Shut up. Um... Hey, my, my team won yesterday. <laughs> First one all, all right. season, boys. They're still dead fucking last. <laughs> Welcome to Dangle Foosball, the weekly foosball podcast. <laughs> um, is Dale justified in this episode? I or do, like okay. So does he care? Does he think this is actually good for Joseph, or is he being a prick? Because I can't tell. Like, I think he's being impressionable, Dale. Because Dale is, is like what the it is? most easily moldable person. Yeah, he shows up and immediately goes, wow, you are so successful and you're leaving your kid a building? I am not even close. I want to do things just like you do. So I'm going to buy a bunch of shit that I can't afford and I'm going to do this and do that because I'm impressionable. Hmm. That's okay. how I saw it. Because it's, it's okay, Dale being I... dumb as shit. Well, he's an ass. He's an ass throughout because he's still got the bit about, like, I'm better than everybody. Like, you know, um, I I love when people are kissing my ass, all that. Like, mm-hmm. so that's Dale being Dale. Dale needs his, like, trip and power. But, like, I don't know. Um, I realized about halfway through this, it's just a rehash of Vision Quest, but that was a better episode. Which is Ooh. depressing as shit to say. Dude, I'm sorry. Is this not just Vision Quest 2.0? Like... Instead of Joseph running with the herd of bullies, he's now running with the herd of rich people where he doesn't belong either. Like, It's like the other side of the coin, though, because he doesn't want to do it. Like, Vision Quest is like, no, I want to rebel and I want to do all this shit to fit in. And I'm, I'm like, fucking against the, the, the curve. And my dad is helping me with this because he's an idiot. 
This one, it's, I don't want to change schools, but my dad is making me do this because he thinks it's the best thing. Once again, my dad's an idiot. Yeah, but this is, but, but no, you're right. Is it's a better episode. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, <laughs> like, like I said, I don't know. How often, do, how often is it that you can, you just flip one thing in an episode and have it be the same or even better? Like, I don't, I was, I would never expect this to be the better option. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. A lot of problems. Anyway, um, move, continuing on with my notes. This is a stupid episode. <laughs> well said. Um, I don't know if it's, I actually think the, the answer to our problems isn't, you know, Dale is a dumbass or anything. It's something called jerkass Dale, where Dale is a jerkass mm. for no reason. And I'm reminded of like Hank's choice when during his anniversary party, he yells out that Hank's boy is sleeping in a doghouse. Little things like that. Like Dale is not a naturally malicious person. Maybe he is. Maybe he is the biggest dickhead in the alley. We, I mean, we know he is, but like. This is jerk-ass Dale. This is what he does, and that's the term I'm using, and I'm really bummed that I figured out the term at the end of this goddamn series. And finally, um, Kid Hauer makes an appearance at the uh, Gribble Gala. Hey, good good looking out for you. Thank you, thank you. I missed Kid Hauer. Haven't seen him in a fucking minute, but there he is. Yeah, it's been like half a season, I think, since we've had a, a significant sighting, at least. Yeah, I want to say, like, Inflatable Clown, maybe, but... Anyway, what are your oh, notes maybe. for you? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to skip my, my Broncos and Green Bay one because that's... that's no, no, I'm please. Gonna, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not I'm not going to beat a beat a dead cheese head over this, but um, no, 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 no. Uh, let's see. First one. Just once, Mark, I want someone to say job well done to my junk. Like, is that so much <laughs> to ask for? And no, that's not a scathing commentary on my sex life, guys. My wife tells me as a unit that I'm great, but she never singles out... You know, the stuff. Just once. <laughs> Just once. It'd be I think it would be satisfying. Um the, it's I don't know I didn't put this as a pro, I didn't put this as a con, because it has its roots in bulk. But you and okay. I are already circling this point here in that this is a hard dale to watch, right? Um Yeah. This is a very weird Dale episode to watch, and I think my reasoning behind this is Joseph is almost always his one, like, unbreakably good quality. You don't fuck with Joseph. You never fuck with Dale and Joseph's relationship in any significant kind of way. Um, And you never show him being, like, the bad guy to Joseph. Um, Vision Quest, that's... Or no, not Vision Quest, um, of Mice and Little Green Men, where they have to chase Joseph out into into the desert and all this stuff. Like... Dale is never, he's never an asshole to Joseph. It's always like, I absolutely love you. You are my son, but I have to, you know, I have to accept the fact that an alien sired you and that I have to give you back and it hurts me and all this. In this one, he's just a dickhead. Like you said, he's jerk-ass Dale. He's making choices for Joseph. He's taking him out of places with his kids. He's belittling his friendships that he has. Like, oh, why are you hanging out with the neighbor kid? No. Um, So that, like... It's good character development, I guess, but it's really hard to watch considering we've had 12 and a half seasons at this point of Dale and Joseph having a very specific way of interacting. Ever since... This should have been a season four or five episode. Yeah, Yeah. like, this should have come somewhere right after um, I Don't Want to Wait, like, you know, when he comes back and is the Jolly Gribble Giant. 
Because we yes. already see him playing football and shit. Like, what, three coaches and a Bobby. He's already the star quarterback at Landry. Like. Right. I don't know. Sorry, so, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just. No, no, no. Thanks for adding that. But anyway, that's, so that's, it's a note in there. Like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't classify it as a pro or as a con because it's a, it's a pro in a sense that we're getting a different side of Dale and they're growing him as a character technically. But it's a con because you guys are also like you're, you're, you're in, in the most base sense. Right. Um, but it's it's a con because you are also not understanding the fundamental relationship of Dale and how he would never do something like that to Joseph. But mm-hmm. um, you and I may have already talked about this before, but did, was there a, like a fancy private school around you when you were growing up? Like the fancy school that all the kids like the, the I don't know, the the ritzy kids went to mine was the catholic school that was just up the road and you had catholic, to essentially right. yeah well like you either had to be super catholic or you had to pay your way to get in there mm-hmm. yeah. yeah did you have anything like it's that fucked up so i don't know i moved around so much as a kid like i'm sure it existed but i never saw it i know i went to a private school in first grade and it really okay. messed me up because like they made me learn. And when I got, and then when I went to go to second grade in like normal people's school, they're like, you should probably jump this kid up because he's smart enough. And my mom's <laughs> like, no, I want him to socialize. So like, really that was when Mark, you know, Mark's education got put on hold. Um, and then like when I was in high, well, when I was in high school, like that was a goddamn prairie dude. You, you, you know where I lived. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no, there's, there's a school and well, is it the smart school or is it the one with the lowest rate of teen pregnancy? <laughs> so bear that has thou wilt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I know they existed. Like I, what I want to say Coronado was no Doherty was really wherever your lady went was the nice school to us. And I know that Watson? she talks about that school being like hood as hell, but yeah. 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 Eh. And she is pretty hood, though. Um, anyway, we'll move on <laughs> here. I uh, I think we're, we're seeing here that Dale has a love of musicals, right? Uh, we also know that he's a big fan. This is a cool little callback. Um, do you remember the what uh, what musical Nancy was in? Uh, you mean My Fair Lady when her Eliza Doolittle did little? Exactly. Dale walks in wearing his Dumb and Dumber suit after the first gala, gala, whatever you call it. And he is literally saying, I could have danced all night, which is a song from My Fair Lady. And that makes me very happy. That's nice. (laughs) I don't know if anybody specifically wrote that that in because they knew that Nancy was in in My Fair Lady specifically. But, hey, I love it. Um, I do not, (laughs) however, know how I feel about the third act of this episode with Dale basically... um, dumpster babying his uh his 16 no 13 14 year old kid i I don't know what like i really don't know i i appreciate the like authenticity of uh oh what what's the guy's name here is it mardell no it is it's mardell chuck yeah um and his i'll i'll feed him um but you really need to come and pick him up and he drops him off and goes i'll see you later son but not son just just be stay here. Just stay here, please. Just stay here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I appreciate that humanness because that's yeah. Dale's being a fucking psychotic at this point. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the end of this episode. 
Um, my last note in here is just that when they do the, the Gribble Gala at his yard at the very end, I noticed on one of the tables that Dale is selling one of his alien fetuses. Um, I thought that was kind oh, of wow, fun. Oh, wow, good looking that, out. That that's It's one of the silent auction items. There's also just a case of beer, and I assume that that's like, I don't know, that's what Bill is contributing because Bill doesn't have anything <laughs> else of value. <laughs> you can have my beer. He, he probably has several croquet mallets, though, but no. What is it? He got the balls, but not the mallets? He's, yeah, he's got the balls, but not the mallets. But you know what? You could make some bomb-ass, like, happy slappers with that with his old wife's tube socks. Every time she plays, <laughs> she gets blisters, didn't you know? Throwing it back to season <laughs> one, how guys. Bad, that's how bad this episode is. We're calling back to season one. <laughs> <laughs> um... Get, give me some pros, buddy. I got but one. It's Dale's cowboy outfit. I fucking love that. That's great. Him and Nancy both mostly. I like all the costume. I mean, really, all the costume changes are great. Um, I like Dale's Dumb and Dumber. I, it's good. Um, I, I just you know, it's it's what we talk about. We get horned up for changes, and I like this. This is how Dale thinks rich people dress in Jim Carrey's tux, and. Yep. That I, but I really like his cowboy getup. Like, and then Hank's line: yeah. of, "Wherever you came from, thank you for not inviting me." That was that was a good little line <laughs> out of Hank. <laughs> awesome. Uh, how about you, buddy? Pros. Um. So over the process of the last twenty minutes, buddy, you have named all but one of mine. So let's oh, just say. Uh, my pros almost are identical to yours. Uh, the Dale's Dumb and Dumber suit. That's a huge pro. Lots and lots of good Dale costumes this episode as a callback to his cowboy one. Huge pro for me. Hank not getting goaded by Dale the entire episode, culminating in his wherever you just were, thanks for not inviting me. Because Hank does a great job of just like ignoring his ass this entire episode, which is what is fucking needed. Um, My very first pro here, and I wish that I could go... Like, I wish I had the stuff to make it here right now. I'd have to go to the store. But Victory Loaf... Hot damn, do I want some victory loaf. <laughs> the only pro that I have in here, and this is a very personal pro, and you're I think it'll tickle you either that or you're going to be like, God damn, Johnny, just let it die. But, oh man, is it a pro to see Carl Moss groveling. Oh, I love seeing that dude just getting backed into a corner. He's such a piece of shit. Oh my God, Johnny, just let it die. I know. But you know what? I'm I'm gonna savor this fucking moment. Haramas. You know what I don't. Groveling. You know what I don't get. Tagging in here, that school puts all its money toward their football program, and apparently yeah. cross country too. But like, how come Carl can't like you know make one really really big thing? Like, what if Carl bought Joseph like a Mortal Kombat cabinet? You know what I mean? Something dumb like yeah. that. Or. Here you go, son. Yeah. The the latest video game system. It's a it's an X station. Like, well, and you know that his uh, his discretionary fund for football would cover any of that, and it's got to be stupidly fucking huge. Okay, I got a better one. I got a better one. Oh Why? no! Why didn't Moss give him Emily? <laughs> this key opens every room in the school, and also you get Emily. Emily. 
See, I definitely took his, I mean, every room as Joseph, we're letting you go into the girls' locker room and we're not going to oh, yeah. do anything. Yeah, that's yeah. The, we're the, saying, the, Joseph, okay. go play porkies in the janitor closet. Yeah, thousand percent. That's a thousand okay. percent what that is. Yeah. That's the implication? Good. That's I wanted to make sure percent. we're on the same level here. Okay. But yeah, like there's Namely. there's not a lot like I wish I wish in a day in a Dale centric episode like this, I wish there was more than his outfits that could get me excited about. But he is so obnoxious this whole episode that it's really hard. It is just really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, give me your Well, there's the bit of Oh. Hmm? No, I was go keep going, keep going cuz then we can jump into cons. Well, no, actually, I think I was about to lead into my cons because I was going to say there was oh, a bit at the silent auction with that trip to Brazil. Number one, fuck the people and their two-year-old child. Like, <laughs> ugh. But then, like, I, I just, that whole bit is so stupid. Like, how does Dale not know they're broke, you know? I don't, whatever. Cons, yeah. Uh, con, uh, victory loaf. Oh, God, that's gross. I'm sorry. That's just fucking nasty. <laughs> 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 I think it's I think it's the peas. I I hate peas. They okay. gross me out. Okay. But <laughs> um there's a missed opportunity here where Octavio should have been uh Joseph's like handler slash agent. Okay. I just want to see like him rolling in with Dale and like kinda of, you know, kind of the way that like <laughs> Are you looking at me? Please tell your attorney I'm not looking at him. That I just want that bit again. But <laughs> You need to why do I the imagine? Pot, Moss. Why do I like, imagine that hmm? like Joseph runs away and Dale wants to use Octavio as his replacement, so he dresses him up like Joseph? Yes, let's do <laughs> that. Let's school. fucking do that. That makes this episode better, and then Dale can see how bad he's hurting Joseph because Joseph ran away to uh, Chuck's house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, dudes? I'm here to play some football. <laughs> now we drink <laughs> Octavio your end zone celebration cannot have you pulling out a flask it's against the rules then we drink I, just one just one scene where like Octavio gets arrested impersonating a middle school student and he rolls up in like this sweater that doesn't quite fit uh-huh. <laughs> See? We're already making this better. It's great. Oh my god. I am depressed that we didn't I'm like that, that like dropped my rating a little bit. Um, <laughs> finally, hey man, there's so there's this critical scene where like Dale goes to gloat to Hank and Hank is buffing his pickup and then Peggy rolls up in her old brown car. Johnny, where's her sweet ass new black car? Yeah. Mark, we're not calling out continuity anymore. I am. Season 12 is continuity. <laughs> it's not, but <laughs> nah, I it guess when it happened like, four fucking guys. episodes ago, then we probably should call it out, but like I say, this can happen anywhere from like Season seven on. Well, there's no reason that this had to happen here, and I, and quite frankly, the fact that it's Dotrieve means that like, y you know, he he's already here. He he should have better under. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, give me your cons. Um, I really only have one here, and you you okay. kind of hit on this a little early when we were doing our intro here, but my con is the shady backroom deals that go on with high school slash college slash minor slash professional. Slash television sports. The entire 
like televised sports industry and like organized sports industry, it, it is not like overlooked very well, overseen very well for the amount of money and power and influence that that these people have and that their organizations have. It is not overseen very well at all. I think you had mentioned in the beginning here that you really hope that something like this doesn't happen. And you know what? I can almost guarantee that middle school, high school or middle school football players in Texas probably do have these little things where they, they have to declare which high school they're going to go and play at. And they, they do the whole thing where they've got the, the bunch of hats sitting in front of them and they put on the one and like, I can almost guarantee that happens. Um, I remember even more. I remember calling assemblies to watch a kid sign a stupid letter of intention. Yeah. It was bullshit. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This guy was an asshole. Fuck you. Yeah. I remember you, you bitch. (laughs) But no, it's just, it it gets even worse until you get all the way up to the, the professional level where you, you finally have like essentially a union there. Everything before that. You're making money for someone else. It is still illegal right. for NCAA kids to make any money off of any of the shit that they've got. It's why we don't see NCAA football games anymore. Because they were licensing kids and not paying them. Because they yeah, legally it's, can't. It's fucked up, yeah. Like, yeah. It's gross. So, yeah. you know what? If you're going to have an entire industry that's so dependent upon this, you know, we, we go absolutely batshit crazy for the national title for football in January. Or for these um, March Madness tournament in, you know, at the end of March and early April. Like, we go absolutely fucking bonkers for all of these tournaments. And yet none of these kids, other than the, the promise of a good college education, they'll just get exploited. And it's so gross. I hate it. I really don't. I really don't like it. I was hoping that this episode, like, wasn't still effective today. And yet... It absolutely is. You still see this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, yeah. Other than that, it's a it's a yep. bad Dale episode, in my opinion. I, it's a hard one to watch. I don't think I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I don't know if I would ever watch this voluntarily again. Um, but let's yeah. let's get yeah. to favorite moments. Um. Well, you already called it out. It's what you want more than anything in the world. It's Carl Moss walking up to Dale, pointing at his junk and going, nice job. That's great. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> because I also just one time want someone to point to my junk and go, nice job. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's even more awkward that you and I don't want kids. So I know. there you go. What's that say about us? That I want someone to point to my penis and congratulate it. I don't think that's so much <laughs> to ask, is it? <laughs> what about you, buddy? Uh, I have one here, and it's Joseph is eating lunch with all the the fancy rich kids, and just goes, "What's that thing? A spleen?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what fruit the kid was saying it was, because whatever it was didn't sound fucking real to me, and didn't look like anything I've ever eaten. And I've eaten a lot of fruits, guys, but oh, that killed me. That's some classic Joseph right there. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, uh... I don't know. I also, I was going to say, I feel like they are kind of mean to him this episode, but then I remembered, no, they're not. Joseph is Joseph. So I just stopped yeah. myself from talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, he's <laughs> pretty much who he's been. Like, this has been his character pretty much the entire series. They've yeah. never tried to evolve him, and I'm kind of glad. 
Which good. Like I, I I don't know. I would watch an episode where like he got a TBI and became like sensitive Joseph. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pull a crayon uh, out of well, his brain and he suddenly smarter smarter than Connie. That'd be a fun episode. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Um, well, Mark, I think we're to our rating system. You want to break it down for the fine folks at home? Ah, yeah, sure. Our rating system breaks down thusly. At the very, very bottom is Charcoal. Charcoal is a shit episode. It is not good. There's nothing good about it. Characters aren't used well. The writing is all over the place. Lucky probably shows up and is a key player. Not spoiling next week, or next episode. Above that is Megalo. Megalo is a turd of an episode, but inside of that turd are little shiny nuggets of corny okay goodness. Ah, uh, maybe a line was good, maybe a character was used well, maybe there was just something that worked for you, but all in all, you're not going to enjoy it. Above that is Butane. Butane is a bastard gas, and this is a bastard episode. You love to hate it, and you hate to love it. It might not be great, but it's pretty alright. It's going to be one of those things, if you turn on Adult Swim and this episode is playing, well, you'll go, eh, shit, I'll watch this, and there it is. It's 2 in the morning, and you're entertained. Above that, though, is a Char King. Char Kings are a gold rank. These are amazing episodes. Should Johnny and I come together and both rate it Char King? Well, it becomes a Char King Imperial. And a Char King Imperial, or Char King in general, just means that you are in for a really good episode. Characters are used well. Writing is on point. Everybody is in their element. We're not seeing, like, you know, ridiculousness out of anybody. Maybe even continuity's good. Maybe continuity just makes me and Johnny get all excited about it. <laughs> but... Maybe something isn't good, or maybe, like, you watch The Exterminator and don't understand why that's the best Dale episode there is, maybe, question mark, because I still think mine is my own private rodeo, but I'm not sure. We'll talk about that one in the series. But, like, you just need some continuity or something. Above that, though, if you don't need the continuity, if you want to watch the greatest episodes of King of the Hill, um... Well, you're going to get a Blue Flame of Valor out of us. A Blue Flame of Valor is an S rank. It is the Platinum rank. It is better than you and I are. It is the Jim Thorpe of King of the Hill episodes. There's nothing to be said about it. You show it to anybody at all, and they'll go, okay, okay, I think I'm into this. So, Johnny, that being said, on a scale of charcoal to the Blue Flame of Valor, what are you giving the courtship of Joseph's father? Uh, I gave it a butane. So this butane. is either the the most Dale episode we've ever had because it is Dale going over the top, absolutely bonkers, 100% the entire time, or it is so cringy it shouldn't exist because he is just not his own actual character in this episode. Um, he's He's making shitty decisions for his son. He's not being very nice to Nancy. He's, he's being irrational to, to a whole nother level that we've never seen before. I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't decide if this is brilliant, Dale, or if this is take him out back and just shoot him in the back of the head because we need to end the damn series, Dale. Um, Yeah. You know? Would you have liked this better if it aired earlier? Because I would have liked this episode a lot better if this was like a season, like a lot earlier. You know what I mean? Probably. Honestly, if if this if you were gonna tell me that that the idea of where Joseph goes for high school, like you have to decide where Joseph goes for high school because he is this big football superstar. If you're gonna shove that into where we first start seeing him excel at this and you make it a through line, yeah. No, I would probably appreciate it. But 
I don't honestly remember the last time it was even mentioned that Joseph was good at football. Like, it feels like four seasons ago. Yeah. So this is a storyline that, that, yeah, if you've been watching for 12 seasons, you're going to know. It's going to make a lot of sense. But e- even still, even with the encyclopedic knowledge I have of this show, it is really hard for me to, to like, jar myself back into, oh, it's a Joseph football episode? What the fuck is this doing here? So, right. no, I, I genuinely, thanks for asking that, because I genuinely do think I would enjoy it more if it was earlier. Yeah, I'm looking, so I'm looking back at all of our seasons here, and I'm trying to think of the best place to stick this in. Giggity. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably somewhere in eight. I think okay. it'd be the best. Yeah, so that one is bangers like Patch Boomhauer, Rich Hank, Poor Hank, My Hair Lady... Cheer Factor. This would have been a great episode to air alongside yeah. Cheer Factor. Like, like a cool anyway. back-to-back? Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, just something like, hey, we're talking about high school sports again. This used to be a staple. Now it's not. Now it is. Now it's not. Now it is. I need holograms and the tickets. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, I it's going to settle as a butane for me. You know, I, I hate... Okay. I hate that I will continue to watch this, even though if it's on in the background, but I love that I'm, I know now that I'll never seek it out. <laughs> what about there you, buddy? I give it a megalo. I'm just going to read you what I wrote here. This yeah. feels like a day at school. It is long. It is boring. It is pointless. Um, I'm just going to sweepingly say, fuck Gamma Lobo in May, and this is the worst <laughs> Dale episode. Okay. You know, we don't like Gamma Lobo and May. They don't do good work. They're producers. Stay producing. Like, that's this show's problem is when producers think they have a handle on characters and you get shit like this. Okay. I'm just saying. But yeah, Megalo out of me. Well, all right then. Um, You know, I think it's it's a fair assessment here. Eh, the one positive that I, I can say, buddy, is we didn't have to deal with Lucky. Hey. Sure. <laughs> that's why I wasn't a charcoal. We got, we got it. We got a 20 minute reprieve, but that's not going to save us from our next episode. Is it? <laughs> let's fumble this ball. Well, let's keep going with episode 232 strangeness on a train. Original air date, April 27th, 2008. This is written by Jim Dotrieve, Mark. Where oh. did we last see Jim Dotrieve? Uh, we saw him on our on one of the best episodes I think we've covered here, Lucky's Wedding Suit. <laughs> Was that really the last time we saw him? Yeah. <laughs> he went away for a long time. They were very mad at him for Lucky's Wedding Suit, and he wasn't allowed to hang out. <laughs> um, oh. But before that, Jim. we saw him in a Glenn Peggy, Glenn Ross, which I char-kinged and you butaned, or bu-kinged. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Um. Well, and he's 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 one of the OGs. I think he's been around since season three. I'm ninety percent sure he wrote uh, firefighting, or that was Kit Boss. But okay, let me see. Hanky Panky, he wrote that we that was a uh, Imperial that was in season four. I know that we used to like him a lot more than we do now. Well, he so he also wrote. So producing. he's also written some of the worst too. He wrote Perils of Polling. Ah, okay, okay. So, like, he's a he's controversial in this house, I think is the best way to say it. We, well, real right hit then. or miss. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jim Dotrieve, he gave us uh, this cast of characters this week. Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Lucky Kleinschmidt, Dale Gribble, Bill Dotrieve, Boomhauer, Nancy Gribble, Con and Min Supernoose and Pone, John Redcorn, PJ Finster, Bob Jenkins, Conductor Nolan, Joseph Gribble, and Connie Supernoose and Pone. Uh, synopsis for this episode, Mark, is that Peggy celebrates her birthday on a train and gives the entire guest list something for Poirot to investigate. And the kids find a clubhouse. I'm really upset you didn't call it the Peggy gets a train pulled on her episode and there's peace throughout the land, but all right. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> a story characters, Peggy, Hank, and pretty much all of the adults. B story characters, Bobby, Joseph, and Connie. Um, let's just hop right in. Yeah, let's do her. Take her away, man. Um, so chalk one more up to trauma that the Hills have experienced. Yeah, there's really they're really just packing in those adverse childhood events. Uh, getting robbed at gunpoint for Peggy's last uh, <laughs> last birthday party. And uh, that's gotta be Captain up there with watching Bear's the dude pizza. Get into a she sausage. got robbed at fucking Chuck E. Cheese. I'm sorry, I know I'm cutting you off, but really yeah. quick, you're right here. No, yeah. That she got her. She had her fucking 42nd, I'm assuming, birthday party at goddamn Chuck E. Cheese, and it got robbed. That is. God, that is its own level of sad. Okay, continue. Sorry. No, yeah. Well, and like I said, you know that Bobby is there at that point. So it's like, cool, the entire Hill family. They're just getting these traumatic moments out of the way. Um, Like I say, and that's got to be up there with watching somebody get turned into a sausage. It's great. Yeah. Um, I really want to be a, a play actor that does this sort of thing, like this improvisational murder mystery thing, but only if it's on a bass boat. <laughs> like only if it's on a bass boat hey, so that's that's my thing here what's this mystery new uh like awesome bait what 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 is this oh uh, it's crack who sold it to who ah yeah that makes yeah <laughs> i'm really gonna make a timely reference here that only people that pay attention to professional fishing or for some reason, the main mass media one time for one week last year and, and just say there's crank in these fish instead of weights in these fish. You know what I'm talking about, right? I think you're talking about the scandal where the guy put a bunch of lead into that one trout, right? And like, y yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that we've got weights and fish. Also, oh, is that what you're doing in ridiculous. Germany? You're getting into American professional fish. John. Are you okay, buddy? I, mean, I do like fishing. I really do like fishing. Uh, Mark, did you know that Columbo has the sexiest number of episodes? There were 69. <laughs> nice. Um, I want to save that one for the end of my notes because it's going to make you laugh really hard. Okay. Um, I think this is a good sign. This is as good a sign as any that once you get to a certain age, just stop throwing birthday parties. Stop throwing them for yourself, right? Yeah. Um. If somebody wants to throw you a surprise party because they know that you would appreciate it, cool, fine, great, grand, enjoy it, have fun. But you know what? If you have to organize 30 fucking people to make yourself feel good on your 43rd birthday, then something is seriously wrong with you. Just stop being a child. This is a great example of that. Like, you're just going to look that much more awkward and weird when it doesn't go exactly like it's supposed to. And your ditzy ass niece ruins everything. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think it's it's an absolute must at this point that if you are a railroad worker who is being portrayed in any sort of TV show, you have to be a giant asshole. I can't think of a single episode of anything I've ever seen where people are on a train where the guy running the train wasn't a giant dick. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that Bob's Burgers episode with the chocolate car. But even then, the whole, like, all the people that actually run the train are total dicks. Wouldn't you be? This is where I wish If we you had... worked on the wine train, well, I mean... wouldn't you be the meanest motherfucker in the land? Because I would. I probably would be. But I don't know. I, I really, this is where I really wish that we had your lady here to kind of chime in because she worked on the railroad for a little while and this did this true. sort of stuff. And I want to be like, what fucking makes you all so mad? Like, aren't you supposed to be happy that you're on this cool ass train going through the mountains, looking at all this cool shit? I think for like, her, it was 13 hour time? days. Well, that's that would fucking make me mad. So <laughs> maybe explain that. <laughs> um. We've got two music cues here. We have Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. And I don't specifically recognize the song when they walk into the dive bar at first, but it sounds an awful lot like Stevie Ray Vaughan, which tracks with the fact that he loves Texas and it wouldn't be the first time we've heard his music on this show. Mm -hmm. I just don't know which song it is. Yeah, I thought it was just Um, like generic rock. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and now, Mark, the one that I saved to last here. Okay. Mark, why does Luann need to listen to more NPR? I don't know. Why does she? Because Cause... because if she ran over and turned the radio to Paul Harvey, then she would know that that little boy, who nobody liked, grew up to be Roy Cohn. Now you know the rest of the story. There is a fucking hard pull from Simpsons, guys. I don't even fucking know who Roy Cohn is, and Dale explained it to me because I heard his name and immediately drifted off into another fucking TV series. (laughs) Give me your notes, buddy. Sorry, bad poll. You, no, you you were you were you were right and you're keeping it till the end because you you said it's gonna Fuck get it you. Dedicated. And it, whoo, <laughs> all right. Um yeah, Roy Cohn number one is a piece of shit. We're already here. He was like the he was one of the chief investigators during like the McCarthy communist hearings. Okay. And then it's all he's that red just, scare shit. Huh? All the red scare shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he's not a good guy. Um, he's really not a good guy. But yeah, look him up on your own time, kids. Roy Cohn, real piece of shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my notes hit by a. P- <laughs> Can't even talk about it because I can see it so clearly in my head, and it breaks me every time I see it. Hank is listing off the shit that happens on Peggy's birthday, and the one that broke me was getting hit in the neck by a pitch. <laughs> so My face feels funny. Poor bad brain Peggy is also getting hit in the goddamn <laughs> neck. Hit in the neck. And so she's batting, I'm assuming. So that means it hits her in, like, it's either punching her in the throat or it's hitting her like on the side meat, and either way is just horrendous. 
<laughs> um, oh, I don't think you yeah. and I have talked about this ever. How do you feel about disco? Um, I really don't hate it, but it is not my first like go to. Okay. Uh, do you can do you consider ABBA disco? A thousand percent. Okay, then I like disco. I'm one hundred percent. Or do you just like ABBA on disco? Uh, yes, but like. If you consider them disco, then ABBA is the the greatest at what they do. Therefore, they are the greatest disco band ever. Therefore, I have to love the greatest disco band, meaning I love disco. Okay. Okay. I fucking love ABBA, and it's not just the European in me coming out. I've loved ABBA my whole goddamn life. Favorite song? Um, It's... It's hard to pick one. Like, everybody knows Dancing Queen and all that sort of stuff. I, I danced with my mom to Mamma Mia at my own wedding. That was oh. incredible. Um, I don't know. Waterloo is a fucking huge one for me. Okay. Waterloo is going to be a lot of fun. So this year, it marks the 50th anniversary since they won Eurovision. Because um, they're one of two musical acts to actually, like, anybody to fucking know that won the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, it's them and I think Celine Dion or some shit. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds about right. Uh, but it is the 50th anniversary of them winning, and uh, last year's winner gets to host this year's event. And wouldn't you know it, their home country of Sweden is the one who won. Oh, So neat. they're going to have the 50th anniversary in their home country. And you're like, oh my god, I might sell a fucking testicle to go to Sweden and go and watch Eurovision live. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's really I cool, I might yeah. just do it. Um, so the long answer to your very simple question, Mark. Yes, I like disco. Cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, I also, I fucking love disco. It's, a, yeah. Um, and if you're going off the ABBA scale. It's infectious. Um, my grandmother loved them. So I remember, I have very fond memories of like singing Fernando with my grandmother in the kitchen as we would cook or something. But she taught, you know, like just really cool moments of that. She used to play it when she would clean the house. So like, yeah. you know, shit like that or like cook. And I, you know, and I liked him too, oh, yeah. so we, she would throw him on and like, I can kind of see it in my head a little bit. So they're infectious. Choking me up. But I also, um, I can also recommend uh, Toulouse. They're French Canadian. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and specifically, it always happens this way. Anyway, yeah, Disco. I, I think it's great. Uh, so the game that Joseph is describing is something called Hide and Go Pee. <laughs> Yeah, do we need to talk about the B story at all? Sure, like, it's we, the weirdest. Yeah, tag of, like, in. Let's talk about the B no story really quick. Yeah. The kids get left at home alone for like the first time, pretty much ever, I think, in this series. And what do they do? They go to make a clubhouse, and Joseph keeps trying to pee in places. <laughs> yeah, like that's it, guys. That's the whole fucking thing. Oh, and He's he gets really itchy kid. because he takes a bunch of insulation and just like decides to rub it on himself. He's obnoxious. He should have stayed at Spencer. Wow. He would have been smarter. He would, you know what? Joseph, <laughs> Joseph should have stayed at Spencer, and then we would have gotten uh, Connie and Bobby having to be alone with each other and see what happens. Okay. Are there feelings? Are there not? I don't know. But we're tying the series up. We would have gotten our fucking ending. Oh God damn! Yeah. There's a sex scene in her cut <laughs> to the hills, pork into Fernando, while Bobby and Connie are crawling through the attic and like they come face. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Uh, um, their first awkward HJ. Yeah, exactly. 
There was something in the air that night. Uh, Fernando! Fernando! I'm your little dancing queen! Um. <laughs> so, number one, we got some sweet ass fucking callbacks to maybe my favorite character in the series, side character in the series. Uh, Bob is back from The Bystander. Bob Jenkins. Bob goddamn Jenkins. Old, old eye patch himself. He's back. Um, but also PJ is back. Yep, from the PTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they are going to go do dick dingers in the bathroom, Studio 54 style. <laughs> oh. It's where you snort coke off an erect penis, children. Um, why is Dale such an asshole, Johnny? What the hell? What What's his deal? He ruins... He, he takes pride in ruining Peggy's birthday. Did Dale hit Peggy in the neck by a pitch? Did Dale hire that clearly white man to be portrayed by Octavio to knock over Captain Bear's pizza? Like... I, I have no idea why Dale takes so much pleasure in her pain. Because I thought we had settled about a season or two ago that the two of them are kind of cool with each other at this point. Yeah, they're buddies. Like, the Dale-Peggy pal arounds are very fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe maybe this is also another case of this episode is out of order. Like you need to put this earlier into the series before that shit happens in order for it to not feel so shitty because Dale is a fucking asshole this episode. God, why did we get two shitty Dale episodes in a row? Yeah. It's also jerk ass Dale once again. Like I know that Dale is an asshole. Like what is it? King of the Anthill and you know talks about like um. I now understand firsthand what a friendship can endure. Like, <laughs> we know yeah. that Dale's a piece of shit. Like, but so really, like, this is Dale's worst season because we just saw Untitled Blake McCormick Project where he like gets John Red- pimps John Redcorn to go fuck Bill's girlfriend. Like, Dale is really bad yeah. this season. Like, and I don't think it's just Jim Dotrieff doing it. I think it's, I think that's just kind of what we're doing. Yeah, I don't understand why either. I don't understand why the, the necessary thing is to make Dale this this figurehead of menace for the for the alley. You know, you don't need him to make Bill look any stupider or to make Hank look any more annoyed. We've all been well established on on what pushes what button. You don't need Dale to be the person that does it to everybody all the fucking time. Yeah, I, we just saw in Dreamweaver him trying to murder Hank with a goddamn forklift, like over a basket. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's crazy to me. We're, it's, okay, how do you do this? Talk me through this a little bit. Who's worse, and why are they worse, and why are they hated more? Peggy or Dale? Like, everybody hates Peggy so fucking much, but, like, Dale's a piece of shit, man. Like, when you get to thinking about all the shit, like, there are good Dale moments, like, wholesome, pure, Dog Dale Afternoon, great episode, gets high on his own supply, and fucks up, right? Um, okay. Um, the Mad Dog episode that is escaping me. Um, Soldier of Misfortune. There you are. Soldier of Misfortune, yeah. That one, that's a good Dale episode, gets same same type of deal. But also, like, King of the Ant Hill, um... Um, uh, the, to flush with power or flush with power, you know, he sells Hank out to get his watchtower. Like anytime cotton's around, Dale is a piece of shit. So I don't know. I don't right. know if this is amazing Dale or terrible Dale, but what the hell, man? Um, 
so side pro Luan side con we're pregnant baby belly question mark that's how i wrote it and then <laughs> that leads into my second note and that or that you know ties it back around to the note of where was Luann keeping the manger babies cuz goddamn there ain't much space on that dress no yeah i smell an awful lot like twat eh what what hey what what Gurgle, gurgle. I gave Lucky the hand job I was supposed to give to Mark. Gurgle, gurgle. Oh, wow. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where she kept him, buddy. Yeah, I I just, I, okay, so really quick, pro-con, manger babies, go. Con. It's an absolute con. <laughs> That's a jump the shark moment. But Not how do you make it babies. worse? How can you make this moment worse? There's no booze. There's no food. There's the night's been ruined, and you're on this goddamn four-hour train ride. How do you make it worse? How can you possibly make it worse? Yeah, yeah, the fucking manger babies. Can I tell you how depressed I was when we didn't do this one first? Like, had this one come first, this episode, I would have gotten to break down our rating system using the OG Manger Baby song, which I still have committed to memory, and I didn't get to do that, oh. and I'm mad about it. Those are my notes, because you already called Gloria Gaynor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we into pros, then? We are into pros. I've been rambling, I'm sorry. I'm drinking hard kombucha, no, and I think they're a lot stronger than I am. I mean, they might be. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. It just depends. I've only had one, um, and I'm just, like, all weird about shit. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, I also, I know you don't tend to eat a whole bunch before recording, so maybe that's a factor here. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got up and ate my pot of coffee, so. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, pros, everyone's costumes in this episode. Um, we called it out last one that we got to see Dale dressed up in like a couple of different things. We get a new costume for every member of the alley. Um, and aside from Bill, they are all really fucking cool looking, right? Um, if I you like break Bill's, it down here, I Peggy, like Bill's big stupid orange afro. I think that's great. He's the guy from uh, SSX Tricky. <laughs> oh God! I just imagine him falling down a fucking hill. Um, it's Tom no, Tupac around. It, Sorry. Hank is Hank is in like uh oh what would you Just say a mint green, green leisure suit mint green leisure suit Peggy's got that dark purple pantsuit thing that's got like the the leg cutouts it's like a jumpsuit well so that's the um, um oh shit what's her nuts um uh Saturday Night Fever that's what uh Olivia Newton John wears that's her outfit okay yeah interesting okay um. Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, you've got Luann in her like purple uh, dress up thing. You've got um, Con and Min that are all f- totally flipped out. Um, Nancy's rocking the Farrah Fawcett hair. Like, there's all sorts of really cool different things that you get to see from every member of the alley. And, like, they all I will appreciate the fact that they all committed to the '70s theme. Like, nobody just chimped out. Yeah. So. So question to that side question. Um, well, number one side statement. Also, this is the best we've seen Lucky looking. I really like Lucky's outfit as much as it pains me to say. Okay. It just you can see him wearing it, but like, so Bill talks about how he likes his uh, fishnet shirt because it mashes down his hair. So that makes me think that Bill's got a fishnet shirt, but then also like 
Hank makes the comment how this is tight, or everything feels tight, so he didn't run it. If he rented it, it would fit him. So do all these, so does everybody own all the shit they're wearing? Minus Dale's wig. Do you know what I mean? Like, did they already yeah, have this yeah, because know. they were all, you know, discoing in the 70s? And they haven't moved, and, you know, maybe, just maybe, we can pull it out of, you know, storage one time? I I thought a lot about this. Like, did these people just have this shit on hand? You know Bob Jenkins and PJ do, because they got disco night Thursdays down <laughs> at the club, but... Right. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I just, I appreciate it. This was a fun, like... It's a very colorful episode. It's not a below the animation budget type of thing because you're just changing costumes and coloring, but it definitely is is like working in artists modeled very differently. This, mm-hmm. so I like that. Um, I love the idea of murdering somebody with a Gila monster. That's fucking awesome. That's it also every time terrifying. I see the word Gila monster, <laughs> every time I see the word Gila monster, I think of watching Mr. Science Theater with you, buddy. So that brought up some very Aww. nice, very nice memories. <laughs> Such a good um, episode. Huge pro here that I'm surprised it took them 12 seasons to get here. Almost 13. Boomhauer's date being deaf. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Am I right? Like, that oh, is great. fucking yeah. funny. It's hilarious. That is a very smart way to write this. This is why I like Jim Dotrieve. Um, I swear to God, the only person I could really recognize, I, I maybe it was... Um, uh, Warhol. Maybe there's a Warhol in there. Somebody dressed up as him, but I swear to God, I see a Salvador Dali with the the wispy mustache and everything else. Um, yeah. All of the people that are supposed to be like famous and in, in, in the the car and all that shit, they're all supposed to be famous people from the '70s. But I really didn't recognize any of them, and I think that's a probably a good thing. That's a good sign. I'm steadily replacing my pop culture knowledge with actual shit I need to use in my daily life. No, so, boo, double good. down. Uh, I saw Grace Jones, <laughs> but that was it. Okay. Yeah. The, okay. Uh, the black chicken leather, like 90% sure that's supposed to be Grace Jones. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Is this is this episode meta, Mark? Because Joseph is very, very much referencing Treehouse of Horror when he talks about Bobby's deformed twin living in the attic. I thought about that. I was going to ask you, what deformed twin <laughs> in the attic stories, like... Yeah. Like, what other ones are there, right? Because that was, like, 96, 97, that episode you're talking about. So I don't think they're referencing uh-huh. it. But I know that that's a trope is, like, the – sorry, I got the hiccups. The the deformed twin in the attic. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that was kind of fun. I like to imagine that Joseph is now going to steadily turn into Abed from Community, and he's just super meta. Um, I – so my last one here, my last pro is that I like the ending to this episode because it feels very sitcom that they all just happen to show up to the biker bar. They all show up dressed up like crazy 70s people. And instead of getting the shit kicked out of them, like which would happen basically in any actual instance, they go, let's turn on the floor. Let's get my Gloria Gaynor out. Let's just disco. And they get all the like rough and tough biker dudes to go and do it with them. I, that's like, I don't know. It's the perfect way to end this sitcom episode that really feels like it's taken the piss out of Peggy the entire time. It was nice to give her that, like, schmaltzy win, you know? Yeah, I like so. I like the ending, though. It's... Yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It fits. Um, Those were my pros. What did you like about this episode, bud? 
Um, you read my script. Uh, all the costumes. Holy shit, they're amazing. So cool. So great. I just, God, I want to go back. I, ah, <laughs> not me now. Like, let me go back at like 23, 24 when I was kind of skinny still. And like when I was working for Budweiser and really skinny, then I could fit in. Um, <laughs> love most foul has been committed. <laughs> love most foul. <laughs> it's great. And then um, we really get a good understanding of what an alcoholic con is this episode. Holy shit. Like that dude can't go three can't hours go without hour. a drink. He needs his kettle one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Hey, that's why he's work. That's why he's got a telecommute cuz he can't fucking drive to uh, Austin cuz he's hammered all the time. I mean, if you want the guy to still work for you but you don't want to talk to him about his drinking problem, that's the way to do it. <laughs> I smacked three secretaries on the ass today. I'm working from home. Um Those are my <laughs> pros. I didn't have a lot. I just kind of Sat back and watched. I guess side pro uh, Connie going, wow, meerkats are jerks. And it made me remember that show Meerkat Manor. Remember, it was like people just yep. filmed meerkats doing shit and we were crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, I will say one more pro here. And it's something that you and I are constantly calling out as a con. But damn it, if is it if it isn't like a literal point of of like the mystery of this episode. Mark. They animate Peggy's feet the correct way. Thank fuck. I'm not you calling know, it out as a pro though. Like that like can't be a pro. It, they, they need it, like it can't be a pro because they did it right. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, we're gonna we'll rewind and we'll say it was a note instead of a pro. Then it's all right. Just no, to, you just can to make you feel better. No, no, you can. By all means, you can you can side pro. It's all right. I side pro you all the time. <laughs> um. I'm going to get into cons, though, and yeah. I don't have too many. Bill in a mesh tank top, that's a con, especially because <laughs> he talks about how it mats down his body hair. Oh. oh, that's why I don't like his outfit, by the way, is because the I, I had to imagine Bill in a mesh tank top, and then I had to see him in one. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, We've already hit that Dale is the biggest dick in the world in this episode, and his just, like, immediate... Up, oh, Roy Cohn did it for everybody to hear is like the cherry on the dick cream. Yeah, like why? Why are you doing it? Why do you I don't know. Okay, sorry. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. So I mean it's it's a con. We don't have to delve into it. We've already talked about how he's, he's an asshole this episode. Um and last one is Jerry Hall, the person that Luann is supposed to be uh, um like I don't know representing emulating uh, the person she's supposed to be. Um, she was a seven, 1970s, um, not an, she's kind of like an actress, but more model, I want to say. And she's fucking awful. Who are you? I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? Jerry Hall, the person that, um, Luann was supposed to be portraying. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. I was, when you, I, I heard you say, it, I was like, wait, who? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jerry Hall. And she's, yeah. she's awful. Uh, up until, uh, last year she was married to Rupert Murdoch. And Rupert oh, wow. Murdoch's the goddamn devil. So not her Jerry fault, Hall though. fucking sucks. Hey, that's not her fault. Uh, n- n- it's her fault that she fucking married him because they married in like 2016. 
It's not like she she was married to him for 50 years and watched him. Oh, no. I bet she made a lot of money. Oh, no. Oh, that poor woman. Oh, no. I bet she was miserable the whole time. Look at Murdoch's oh, no. the worst. Oh, no. I bet she was super fucking depressed and sad. Oh, that poor woman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your cons, buddy. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, no. That poor woman. Fuck these cons. Gerrymandering. Um, they talk about how they're passing through... Um, Oh shit! Not it's Durndal. They're through Durndal, right? It's Durndal County. But sorry, you. I'm literally talking about Jerry Hall, and I thought you were making a joke saying gerrymandering. No, <laughs> I sorry. think that's why. No, I think that's why I had a mini stroke and like phased out for a second when you said that, because I was like, "Stop reading my script." Wait, Luann can't be dressed as gerrymandering. What's happening? <laughs> um, no, they're 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 passing through Durndal, and it's a dry county, and because of election reasons, it's really long. Fuck you, fuck you, gerrymandering, redistricted all, yep. yay. Um, you kind of already hit this, and it's really weird to me. Number one, why does the train guy need to be part of this, other than to kick him out and get the resolution, I guess? But then also, why is he such mm-hmm. a dickhead? Like, why couldn't he be upset because they won't include him on the fun? And then, you know, like, then Luann spoils it, and then he can't be, like, you know, side to the action and kind of enjoying it. And then he gets mad and then looks for the excuse. Like, there's a bit in there, and he's like, what are you people doing? I'm on to you. It's like, fuck you. They're... What? What is fucking Con say? Oh, we're playing charades. And it's like, they're fucking people on a train, and the people that were hired to entertain them are no longer there to entertain them. Like, I, I think it's stupid. It really, it honestly gets under my skin more than I think it should, but God, man, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. And I don't understand his dickishness, whatever. Um, Those are my cons. I didn't have a lot. I kind of, I liked this episode. It didn't do any. it didn't do a lot for me. I guess we could talk okay. about the weirdest place you ever humped, but I don't want to know that. Um... <laughs> Also, why did I fall Honestly, out of a Ferris wheel? Because I don't know how that works. I don't... Unless... <laughs> unless... Honestly, Mark, I'm not that adventurous. Unless... No, I, I, I. here's a con. Here's a side con. I spent too much time thinking about how Lucky would almost fall out of the Ferris wheel. And I think I just hit it. It's not like the gondola-like octagon seat. It's the side-by-side seater. Oh, yep. Yeah, I think that's it. And Lucky being the fuckboy misogynist that he is, always got to be on top. (laughs) I don't know. That's the gentlemanly activity. I don't know. I don't want to think about it anymore. I guess favorite moment, question mark? Um, I've got two of them, actually. Um, First is Hank describing everything feeling tight and European about his jacket and his suit. (laughs) (laughs) It's made by that DuPont. That got a chuckle out of me. And, and yeah, Peggy's like, every single thing in that outfit is made by DuPont. Does that make you feel better? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Khan very happily exclaiming, ooh, happy feet. That's how he <laughs> describes the sex feet. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> what about you, buddy? Number one, why were they both planting on the mirror? I don't need to know. I don't want to know. Um... Number two, it's uh, PJ and Bob on the dance floor. Ah, beep, beep, toot, toot. <laughs> and nobody wants yep. to be, nobody, everybody's uncomfortable. Nobody's having fun except for these two who just did dick dingers in the bathroom, in the other bathroom. It's <laughs> I, that, that little like beep, beep, 
toot toot is like rent free in my head at almost any given moment. I don't know why, but yeah. What do you rate her, man? Um. All right. Well, I gave it a butane, yeah. and I one sentence describes it. This is a weird episode. It's just a weird episode. Yeah. It's fun to watch. It's really pretty, but damn, does some of the characters here and the just the the general premise of this just seems overly cruel. Yeah, they just want to be mean to Peggy. Mm-hmm. Most of the episode, if not all of the episode, is just an excuse to see how much harder we can just punch down on Peggy. Yeah. So, yeah, what about you, man? It's not, I don't know. I think it's a Megalotane. It's not a... I like it. It's an all right... I, you know what? I guess it is a butane. So, Mark, you that sound effect. It is a butane. It's a two-tane. My dad says butane, 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 butane. Um, yeah. It's a good episode, I guess. It has its moments. It's not without its charms. It's weird. I don't like the B-plot. That's dumb. Um, it Honestly, uh, yeah. now that I think about it, I hate that last scene of the kids in that crawl space. Like... I don't know why, but I got real claustrophobic about it. Um, yeah, no, mm. it's butane. It's not good. Also, is this the best Lucky episode? It might be because he's very minimal here. But he also, like, anytime he ta- I like his. I like that Lucky is, like, a murder mystery expert because he just watches procedurals. Yeah, right. I kind of I like that, like, which... Makes me feel really gross. Fuck it, this is a charcoal. I like Lucky. It made me feel bad. It's a charcoal. No. Uh, butane. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anything else to say? I feel weird about this one. I don't feel resolved, but I don't know what else to say about it, so. No, it's it's a weird episode. I think it needs to go. It needs to go in a different spot in this series. It's out of place, but eh, it's fine. It's butane. Okay. Uh, Mark, I think the only thing left to be said is, do you still like King of the Hill? I still like King of the Hill. Yeah, how about you, buddy? You still like King of the Hill? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. Right on, man. Still there, still trucking along, you know. But, you know, that one little show that nobody likes, it's going to turn out to be King of the Hill. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you that I'm Paul Harvey. Good day. God, I wish we could end it like that. Instead, I'm going to end it like this. Um, If Johnny or I said something tonight that resonated with you or anything, you want to talk to us, I don't know. You're mad because you hate disco. I don't know. Um, ABBA is decidedly not disco. I don't know. You're John Travolta, and I didn't make enough fun of you tonight, and you're upset. I don't know. Well, please go over to the Dango Podcast at Twitter, at Gmail, at Instagram. Uh, talk to us there. we got a Facebook group. Find us there. Uh, you can also find us at High Hammock Radio at uh, Blue Sky. That's High Hammock. Blue Sky. B-S-K-Y. High Hammock Bullshit Lube, as I've been calling it in my head to remember it. Uh, you can also find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. And Johnny, where can these people find you, buddy? You guys can always find me on Instagram. I am Krautball. Kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. Yeah, and you know, thank you for being here, guys. Johnny, thank you once again. Another another one in the bag, good buddy. And uh, yep. love y'all we're and hope you... Getting close to... Hmm? Yeah. Go ahead. As I say, we're getting close to wrapping up season 12, guys, so we're yeah. almost there. Train's almost at the station, so let's get excited. Ask it a riddle. Derail it. Make it commit suicide. 
<laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. <laughs> Good night.